Hey, are you a business owner, entrepreneur, or professional? If so, we want you to apply to be a featured guest on our show. My name is Adam Torres, and I host the Mission Matters series of podcasts. I've recorded over 3,000 episodes, and we are just getting started. How do you know if you'd be a good guest to be on the show? Well, only one way to find out, and that's to apply, but I'm going to let you in on a little secret. We want guests that have a story to tell, guests with a brand, a product, or a service that can benefit my audience of listeners. If this sounds like you, go to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. I'd love to talk to you and get to know more about your story. Again, head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, now let's get into the show. Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Innovation Podcast, your source for all things innovation. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my coming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so I have Jenna Fuelberth on the line, and she's president, CEO, and co-founder over at Analytically. Jenna, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. So excited to be here. All right, so uh, I'm excited to get into today's topic. So CEOs don't care about data. I mean, that is a pretty bold statement, I have to admit, Jenna. I mean, I mean, just to, just to get us started, I mean, why don't they care? Well, I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's a little uh, provocative, isn't it, right? Uh, definitely makes your head tilt when you read it, right? Absolutely. I'm like, oh, but you don't care. So tell me more, Jana. Tell me more. You got me. Okay. So I've spent um, the last couple of years uh, really delving into the analytics space. And analytically, we really focus on uh, analytics that drive customer satisfaction and efficiency. Uh, for mid-market manufacturers and distributors. So for us, we have hung out in this analytics space, and I think analytics companies get so caught up in how hard it is to mm. do analytics, right? you got to get at the data. you got to make it clean. You've got to scrub it. You've got to aggregate it. You have to store it. You have to visualize it. You have to decide what you want to visualize. You have to create insights. You have to send it out. I think we get so obsessed and so passionate about how hard it is that we ultimately talk about data. Mm. And really, when I hear someone say, I need analytics, is they really want re different results, right? Mm -hmm. So so honestly, who needs additional software or software projects internally? No one. But when people need to make change, a lot of times there's software solutions that can help enable that change. And so I, I believe that uh, if you really break it down, sure, CEOs probably care that data exists in the organization, mm -hmm. but really what they care about is um, the, the results. And, and when we think about positive decision making, as a CEO, you're really not making tons of the day-to-day -day decisions, right? Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that you're surrounded by teams of people that are enabled and empowered to make decisions. So as a CEO, you're kind of looking at how are my decision makers deciding what are their results? And if the results aren't right, then I really need to look at the decision maker and coach them up, not so much the data. So that's why mm -hmm. I think CEOs really don't care about data. 
They care about results, and results are driven by decisions made by people that can need, need coaching from time to time or more resources. So, Jenna, and I love that insight. And, I mean, for, I think you have a really unique vantage point because analytically, I mean, you're working day in and day out with different types of organizations, specifically, obviously, on their analytics and, and, and putting this together for them. So can you maybe shed a little bit more light on this? Like, if you have any specific examples or something like that, like what kind of experiences, like, along the way have really made you come to this realization? You don't have to use any company's names or anything like that. I just mean, like, uh, I know there's some people listening right now where you triggered some things in their head and they're, they're just on the fence they're like ah do i what side of the fence do i fit on this one is jana talking about <laughs> me or is that the other people she's talking about so give us a little bit of light on that one exactly i think i think most commonly in organizations within a department within a function we do a really great job of speaking our own language i think what happens and where there's value in in creating the results comes in when you're crossing departments, when you're crossing functions. So, for instance, if I'm in a manufacturer um, and I have a production plan and that production plan is dependent on a certain number of people, and let's say the customers in that manufacturing organization have sales forecasts that and, and, and orders that differ from those sales forecasts, from the production planning and the staffing perspective, I'd like to know that, right? Mm-hmm. So, I think within a specific um, business function, we've gotten to the point where we're pretty good, and most companies are pretty good on executing based on the variables that they control and they know. I think where um, decision-making and, and results, notice that I'm trying not to say data, um, mm-hmm. can really be helpful is when we're thinking about how does a change in sales impact the production and impact the ultimate staffing that, that I need? Because what I just walked through all needs lead time. And sometimes, unfortunately, based off of the lack of data aggregation and insights crossing those different departments, we get caught flat-footed. Makes total sense. I mean, uh, and I guess I guess the next logical question would be here. Uh, so, how how are you helping more um, decision makers throughout the organization? Like, how are you enabling them? Because that's what that's essentially what you're doing here is you're enabling people to make better decisions. So, how do you do that? Yeah, so one of the biggest things that we see when we walk into an organization that's adopted an analytics culture is that the analytics are trapped at the C-suite level, right? Typically, there is a a champion within the C-suite that is either at a previous company or has has a desire to be more data-driven, but the issue is that the the insights that would drive the better decision that ultimately drives the better results doesn't get into the the frontline managers or frontline supervisors' hands within what we call the decision-making window, right? It's really tough to coach and drive change when you're talking about something that you just found out went wrong last Tuesday, today. And so, number one, we think about are we providing decisions within the decision-making window, right? And number two, are we providing them in a way that's easy to use and consumable, right? Uh, I think what, what's great about what's going on in the workplace is the expectation from employees and workers is that technology at this and, and their user experience, the software that they use at work, should be like the social apps that they use on their phone. And so we always think about it from two perspectives, decision-making window and easy to use, because mm-hmm. if we don't have both of those in place, the likelihood that an analytics project or an analytics initiative is going to be successful is really low. 
So, Jana, uh, final question, two-part question. So, okay. if somebody's listening to this and they want to learn more about analytically, which I, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people interested just because what you're doing here is it's a big deal. I first, but I do want to make sure the right types of individuals and organizations connect. So, first off, what is typically a good type of uh, client or fit or niche for analytically? And then, uh, second thing, I mean, what's the best way for them to follow up? Absolutely. So as you can imagine, uh, analytics and the positive outcomes from them, a lot of different organizations can benefit. Really, at analytically, where we focus is in mid-market manufacturing and distribution organizations. And especially as we, as we transition to FY21, we are, we are doubling down and really focusing in the food space. I think one of the things that's happened and it's become really apparent to all of us in this pandemic is the fragility of our supply chain when it comes to food. And so analytically has a major focus in food manufacturing and food distribution in 2021. Um, not to say that we can't work with uh, organizations that, that aren't food or food adjacent, but that's really where our hearts and our passion is in, in supporting businesses as we transition um, to the next normal in 21. Um, if there are folks that are listening, uh, we would love to connect. Uh, I could direct them easily to our website. There's a short form that they could fill out. It's at analytic.li. You pronounce the company analytically, but it's spelled analytic.li. There's a short form you can fill out, and one of our folks will get in contact. You can also follow us on LinkedIn. Uh, we're pretty active with uh, our blogs and our content, and there's always something new to, to look or watch for. Fantastic. Well, Janet, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more yeah, about your background. Yeah, thanks for the invitation. And absolutely. And all the great things that you're doing over at Analytically to empower um, our companies and our decision makers out there. So I think it's great what you're doing. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. I hope you learned a lot. If you did, and especially if you're a first-time listener, definitely don't forget, hit that subscribe button. We want you to be a return listener. Um, have a lot more great guests coming up for you, and we do not want you to miss out on that. And, of course, if you're watching on our YouTube channel, Mission Matters Innovation, hit the subscribe button there. But also leave us some comments in the video. Um, love to know what kind of projects and other things that you have going on in your world. And, Jenna, thanks again for coming on the show. Awesome. Thanks for the time.